Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Fox To and From Boston. And this is the Trick To and From Gray segment. I'm your host, Arjuna Gonzalez. Let's hit the road. Holy shit, listeners. That was an awesome meetup. I just got back from the main video game devs meetup at the Gray Public Library, and yeah, we had Eric Blumrich as a guest speaker. You know, there's good rambling, and then there's bad rambling. Bad rambling, you're just looking for an excuse to get out of there. Good rambling, you could just listen to it go on for a while because there's all sorts of interesting stuff in it. Eric's talk was an example of good rambling. <laughs> There was a lot of interesting stuff about designing an open world game with, you know, a modern level of graphical fidelity and all of the intricate technical details that that involves. We had a bit of a show and tell segment where uh, we talked about the different 3D art that people are making. Uh, yeah, and it's 11.43 as I'm recording and I've got to be up to catch a bus down to Boston soon. So, um... Before I go, I'm going to answer just a couple of questions that were asked in our Discord server, because there are a lot of them, and uh, the present tired Arjuna doesn't want to load all of that onto future tired Arjuna once he's checked into the Boston Hotel Buckminster, because he has his own things that he needs to do. So let me bring it up here. What size shoe do you wear? asks Tyler. I don't know, let me get it. Oh boy, I've had this shoe for so long, the uh, tag is worn off. Let me just check the other one. <coughs> yeah, um... I've worn the same sneakers for quite a few years now, and they're a little bit worn out. But... Last time I checked, I think I wear, like, a size 7.5. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Tyler, Evan, this is a very personal thing. You're not trying to ask me about the size of my hands, are you? You can't ask questions like that, especially on a podcast. Anyway. Um, did you see this toilet beer I sent you? Also asked by Tyler. And there's a picture of a toilet with a can of natural light... Uh, exactly where it should be, which is at the bottom of the toilet. Um, you know, I have never tried natural light. Um, I guess I gotta defer to Eugene from the Try Guys ranking of cheap domestic American beers, and I think he put natural light down at the bottom, so... Yes, Tyler, I did see that when you tweeted it at me on Twitter, and I think it's it's gonna have to be the thumbnail for this podcast now. But yeah, it, 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 it it's dank meme material, I think. It's dank meme material. And now for a sneeze from our sponsors. <laughs> that sneeze was brought to you by Superior Cloth Pants. Okay, I'll answer one more. This one's from Evan. How many eggs can you hold in a single hand at once without dropping all of them and then comically slipping around on the yolk and falling while making whoop, 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 whoop noises? Unfertilized eggs, of course. Indeed, uh, we do have to, to watch out for Handsome Harry's progeny. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've tried to hold a lot of eggs in one hand for a while, but I'm gonna say four, maybe five, if I'm very determined and very careful. I'm gonna leave the question and answer section at that. For now, follow Eric Blumrick on Twitter and check out his stuff. Like, Peace Island is a very interesting project. I thought it was cool going into the meetup, but now I think it's way cooler, especially since I think what he's going for with this game is something like Mist but with some immersive sim-type sort of Deus Ex-E additions onto it, and anything that can successfully invoke Deus Ex is an awesome game in my book. Uh, good night, folks. See you in the morning. Well, welcome back, listeners. Um... This is post-bug meeting Arjuna here, and um, I bought a meal of Cajun fish from Popeyes because, as you know, they are out of the chicken sandwich. Oh no, Popeyes! Eat your spinach, get your inventory back together. Wahlberg's, uh, Wahlberg's? 
Wall burgers. Didn't work out. Maybe I'll try ordering from them in the next episode. But for now, I'm trying the other items on the Popeye's menu. <clears throat> also, we have a new beer joining us for this episode. Hey, Tyler, I'm living the high life up in here. And it's a little bitter than Coors Banquet. You can taste the barley, the grain of uh, what was he, whatever went into making it. <clears throat> I guess it's hitting me a, a little bit more than the Coors Banquet. Um, it was either Miller High Life or something I saw on the shelf when I was at Target. Um, Michelope Ultra Infusions. It was like some sort of lime and prickly pear cactus flavored. <clears throat> Michelob Ultra. And you remember in Eugene's ranking, 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 he put Michelob Ultra in second. So maybe I'll try that with a Wahlburger next episode. Hey everyone, future editor Arjuna here. Uh, what past Drunak Arjuna won't tell you is that he's enjoying that Miller High Life a little too much. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, I didn't do anything stupid back then, I haven't since then, uh, at least that was alcohol-related, uh, but I think I'm gonna hold off on any future alcohol consumption. You're perfectly welcome to, uh, try out that Michelob Ultra and tell me what you think of it, but, yeah, drink responsibly, folks, and don't form a drinking habit, because those things really do happen. And now, back to the show. There's another thing, uh... In the list of questions that folks in the Discord asked, somebody wanted a full microwave review. So I'm going to unplug my phone now. And, uh, let's see here. I, I hate to break it to you listeners, but I'm going to commit one of the cardinal internet sins. <clears throat> I'm going to microwave fish. Um... I blame the beer. I don't know if you saw that interview that Stephen Colbert did with Justice Sotomayor, but he asked her, is there ever an acceptable time to microwave fish? And she said no. Now, on the one hand, I don't want to argue with Justice Sotomayor, but has she ever recorded a podcast? No! So let's do this. <clears throat> okay, so it fits in the microwave, the Popeye's box. Okay. So the Popeye's Fox, bleh. okay. So the Popeye's box, the, pop, the Pepe box, Pepe box? No, 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 no. We don't like Pepe. The Popeye's box fits inside the microwave just fine. Let's see, what do we got? Um, yeah, we got your standard turntable. We got uh, defrost. If you wanted to thaw out fish or chicken. As you check into your hotel room at the Boston Buckmin Hotel Buckminster, then theoretically you can do that. Um, we got our snacks. We got our baked potato and vegetables. Reheating dinner plate? I think I'm just going to put 30 seconds on it. And see what happens. Welcome to Microwave ASMR. I'm probably kind of buzzed, but I'm too tired to tell. Ah, that's loud. All right, well, let's try it out. It doesn't smell obnoxiously bad, so yeah, 30 seconds in the microwave with Cajun fish. I don't have like a desk in this hotel room, but there's a pretty decent sized windowsill which I am using as a table. So yeah, um, here's the Cajun fish. Mmm! 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 Okay, folks, so here's my two cents on it. Actually, let me just try it one more time with some beer. <coughs> yeah, the beer has so much of its own thing going on that it's irrelevant to my view of the fish. It's nice and spicy, but it's it's only so many steps above those generic fish fillets you can buy in the supermarket. Like, what is it, Banda Camps or whatever? Uh, I've never really liked those. Uh, I may be kind of spoiled when it comes to fried fish, 
those of you who have been spent any time in New England know there's like, or at least there used to be, a franchise in Massachusetts and New Hampshire of, sea, of seafood places called Newicks. They knew how to make deep fried haddock. And I got spoiled on their fried fish, I think, on like family trips to Newicks growing up. So this stuff is, you know, you get what you pay for. It's certainly not as good as the fried chicken. But if you've been having enough of the chicken and you're just sick of it and you're not feeling shrimp for some reason, you could do worse with the Cajun fish. Hmm. Let me just plug my phone back in here. Do I have any more fish pieces in here or is this just fries? Alright, there's like little pieces of breading or whatever, which is good. There's also fries. Uh... They didn't pack any ketchup or sauce in with the Cajun fries. I'm a little bit surprised. Um, but anyway. This Miller High Life went down faster than I thought it would. <clears throat> Usually, like, that Coors Banquet took me probably, like, twice the time to drink than the High Life I just drank. I'm a little bit surprised. Also, it's making me a little bit dizzy. But why don't I tell you what I think of the Cajun fries first? Ah. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not as spicy as you might think. I mean... Yeah. This is good drunk food. And I am increasingly approaching Drudak. Mm. Oh, no, no. It's not too spicy at all. It would be cool to dip this in, like, a very light hot sauce. Maybe something like a few notches down from Sriracha. Alright, so I'm going to go get High Life number two and start answering a couple other questions the folks asked me in the Discord. I don't know where that intermission. I don't know where that intermission music came from, but it's Arjuna is Drunak. Go ahead and make the chip tune and the and the dubstep and the trap remix. I don't mind. Just make sure you make a MIDI version and put it in a Doom map. Okay, um, Miller High Life. Let me make absolutely sure. I am recording. Yay, I'm recording. Okay, I've heard some reviews of Miller High Life say that there's kind of a cooked vegetable taste to it. <laughs> and I know what they're talking about. Certainly has its own flavor. I would not want to be drinking a natural light right now. For numerous reasons. Um, like I said, you get a taste of the grains in it. And this beer has something in common with the other American beer, the beer, the other beer that I like that isn't Baltica 3, which is Sam Adams. Sam Adams, you can taste the grain in that stuff, and I like it for that. It's also a Boston beer. Uh, I'm gonna have some more fries. And now, Evan, I know I've had like a, um, a, a, a beer and a third, but I love you, man. You took a bunch of screenshots from our Discord of the questions that folks asked me, because I am not logged into Discord on my phone, so I wouldn't have been able to answer them. Now, Tired Arjuna from last night asked a few different questions here, and I hope that I can use the toilet beard thumbnail. Tyler, I hope that's something that we have the rights to, or we can get permission for, because that would be so cool. All right, Tyler asked, also, would you try said toilet beer? I mean, no, it's natural light. It's probably halfway to toilet water anyway. What's the highest number of horses you have ever counted before? Um, let's see. Last time I was at, I was like physically at a place that had horses. Um, there was a guy I knew in grade school. His family had horses on their, 
Um, I guess it really was a suburban farm. And you asked how many horses I counted? Yeah, it's the highest number of horses. Let's say four. I'm not so sure. Now cows. Yeah, there's another place that used to be an organic farm in my area. Um, now it's actually um, a marijuana grow site. <clears throat> legal marijuana. Marijuana is legal where I live. But back when it was an organic farm, there were they raised cattle there. I probably counted to something like six or seven or eight cows. Yep. Now goats? Well, let's see. I used to have goats where I live. Um, and the largest that flock of goats ever got was three. And if you've had goats, you know that having even one goat can be a handful. Especially if you're not reinforcing your fences enough. So, uh, that was three. Uh, now ducks. Scratch that. No ducks, says Evan. They know what they did. Yes, they do know what they did. Taste test some Fago. Fan cast the sequel to Snakes on a Plane, Squirrels on a Train. Okay, so, um... Uh... <clears throat> Squirrels on a train. Whatever squirrel um, that keeps eating the strawberries in my backyard. No, it's probably a chipmunk. Um, let's see. Well, of course, <clears throat> the most important role in this, you know, the other roles in squirrels on a train you can give to whomever. But naturally, the, mo the most important casting decision is who plays the role of Samuel L. Jackson, and who will therefore yell the immortal line, I am sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Damn. It would be a real fun, ironic twist to give it to Will Smith. Especially if he can reprise his role in the Aladdin movie. If he's not available, Ask Morgan Freeman. You don't want to know how much I struggled to not say Gordon Freeman. Oh, who else? Um, is it Chadwick Boseman is the guy who played uh, the uh, T'Challa in Black Panther? I mean, he's proven he can do the lead in an action movie. I'd like to see him yell that again. Ah. Mm -hmm. mm. I am not getting tired of these Cajun fries, my man. And my doodach. Next thing from Evan. Arjuna, and it's okay to not answer this one, but how many times did you catfish someone in RuneScape to get them to give you armor and weapons? I accidentally did once and got so far into the lie. Oh, big screenshot. That's a hell of a cliffhanger to, to end on. That I was never able to log into that account again. Um, Evan, you're undermining the fiction that you and I are the same person. Because I kept that up for years, dude. No, um, don't don't test taste Fago says Matt from the Party Roll uh, podcast. Well, yeah. And then Evan asks, "What about taste testing Juggalo makeup?" Tyler, isn't it addictive? Matt, nah, I'm just messing. Lol, I'm just messing. And yeah, as I pointed out in this chat last night, if you go to the Fago website um, and you look up their locations. They're all in Detroit, man, and I, I tried to open a magic portal from this hotel room into Detroit, but I kept overshooting, and I wound up in Oregon. It's force of habit, you know? I have to regularly turn into Troy, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. When I get home, I'll see if I can uh, open an interdimensional portal to Detroit and taste test the Fago, but, you know, you'll have to ask our uh, future Arjuna about that. Do if I see juggalos around, I'll find it. I haven't seen a single juggalo here in Boston, um, I think ever, which is sad. So that's bad for the culture that there are no juggalos. Bill asks, if I was chicken, what chicken would I be? Same for organic vegetable. If you were a chicken, what chicken would you be? Yeah, Bill, I'm getting an old English game vibe from you. An old English game roosters, that's the breed that Handsome Harry is, you know? Very in charge, very successful, knows it, always has plenty of pretty hens around him. He's got the most magnificent tail feathers and spurs. If you were an organic vegetable? Huh. 
comfrey because you're very useful to have around. Um, I don't want to take that analogy too far because I cut off comfrey branches regularly because they have they accumulate useful minerals that's like good to incorporate into fertilizer. So uh, moving on. Uh, Evan, do British roosters caw differently? I don't, I don't know that handsome Harry caws or crows differently. He, he, he has a very smooth crow. I don't know if to chicken minds that's like smooth, like he's a smooth operator or something, but he definitely knows how to crow. And when other roosters crow, he isn't having a crowing contest with them. He's teaching them the proper way to do it so that they'll eventually move away to their own flock, out of earshot, and away from his hens. Thank you very much. Tyler, oh, if you can find the Popeye's chicken sandwich, you could review it for us. Oh, oh, Tyler, I'm so sorry. I could only get the Cajun fish. And Bill, yeah, uh, roosters call differently. They threaten to stab you for a quid. The only living being that Handsome Harry has threatened, at least, is other roosters, and... The, those other roosters had it coming. They were trying to get with his hens. Also from Bill, what type of chicken would you most like to add as a Doom mod so you could destroy an arm of them? I don't want to hurt chickens in Doom. Uh, but there is um, a very cool uh, gameplay mod for Doom called The Adventures of Super Chicken and One Deer. And you actually play a chicken and you get to have all sorts of fancy powers and magic powers that you can unleash on them. And it's really cool. And Editor Arjuna, don't forget to provide a link to it. Oh, 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 okay. I wasn't balancing eggs. I was bringing up a window. <clears throat> and now your second half host, Drunk Juna Belchzales. Okay. <clears throat> Five fun tips to help you enjoy a good time in Boston. Uh, yeah, I think I answered this in the chat. One through five is go to a Pats game, then get food legitimately anywhere near Fenway Park. Um, although, if you can avoid it, maybe don't get the Cajun fish at the Popeyes that's down the street from Fenway Park. Uh, These may just be my nostalgic memories, man, but, like, I was walking through Fenway a couple of thoughts to and from Boston's ago, and I could smell, like, an outdoor hot dog grill that's probably close to a Sox game or something like that, and that is just touching some very deep uh, childhood nostalgia. Like, there are so many restaurants around uh, Fenway Park, man, that are, like, very high-quality stuff. Um, assuming Wahlburgers doesn't suck, which we will find out next episode. Um, then yeah, go to a Pats game, get food near Fenway. Although, yeah, um, crap. Sticks. Sticks, which I have been listening to more than Modest Mouse lately. They are performing in November, so you should go see them because they're an awesome band. Um, even with Dennis DeYoung not as a vocalist, because Larry Gowan is still cool. And Editor Arjuna can tell you more. Yeah, November 9th at the Orpheum Theater. Uh, tickets are still on sale as of this recording, and maybe I'll put a Ticketmaster link in the description. David Byrne of The Talking Heads, he has a solo show of his that I think premiered in Boston? I hope it's still, um going to happen after the upload date of this podcast we'll see nope sorry the only future show dates as of this recording are in new york that sucks back to my questions oh yeah this is a good one thank you bill has anyone ever created a full 2d zelda game as a doom mod so later on in the chat somebody posted a link to a 2d zelda doom total conversion now, with any luck, because I remember in the 2016 Vine Sauce Jewel Mapping Contest, I gotta eat some more of this biscuit. It is too tasty to keep out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. No. 
Yeah, that beer and biscuit combination, that is not good. Damn, son. Maybe some Cajun fries will help wash that out. Don't drink beer and eat the biscuits from Popeye's Chicken, boys and girls. Not boys and girls, men and women. Don't drink the biscuit from Popeye's Chicken. Okay, what the hell was I talking about? Yes. Fine Sauce Jewel. 2016 Doom Mapping Contest. There was an Ocarina of Time themed Doom mod. I distinctly remember from his stream. And I'd have to go on YouTube to dig it up. And maybe it is the thing that got linked later in the chat. But <clears throat> definitely check that out. Especially because I think, Troy, you liked Ocarina of Time more than the 2D Zelda games. Is that right? You're not here, uh, but you are listening to this, so you can speak to that later. Um, alright. What if we just nuke the Amazon to get rid of all the fire, says Tyler. Uh, well, Tyler, because you would introduce so many other problems. You live in Florida. Gators and snakes are enough of a problem already. Do you really want to deal with radioactive gators and radioactive crocodiles and radioactive pythons. Does that sound like a good time to you? No? Well, we should tweet this idea at Trump because he's stupid enough to believe that that would actually happen. <laughs> you know, he's feeding stupid disinformation to everybody. Why don't we feed stupid disinformation to him? That is the kind of dumb idea that I would only come up with after two beers. Uh, I'm gonna move on before I get everybody in trouble. Okay, cool. Bill, is Boston even real? How can you travel to a band? Um... <laughs> well, you see, what you do is you build a pentagram around one of their albums. Um, and then you draw a figure around the pentagram in the shape of the state of Massachusetts. And then you recite more than a feeling backwards and a magic portal opens up and the guys from Boston come out and then you can hang out with them and go get fish at Popeye's chicken and drink beer together. And then they uh, let you go after a little while and you can record your Drunak podcast. Um, you don't want to know what it's like to try to travel to sticks. But remember, Larry Gowan is from Scotland, so it involves a lot of raw haggis. Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> Evan asks, I think we are getting out of hand here. Are we going to get actual tired Arjuna to actually record? Also, what about an in-depth microwave review from the hotel room? Well, I hope my little babbling about the microwave was in-depth enough for you, Evan. But no, you are not going to get actual tired Arjuna to uh, review. You are going to get Drunak farting Arjuna to answer all of these questions. All right, Bill, can you review each of the hotel info channels? Well, let's see if I can get an info channel on this TV. I think it's just plain cable, but let's see if we're in luck, listeners. Um, no, listeners, there are no info channels. Well, let's see what other questions people have. <clears throat> Thank you again so much, Evan, for finding this. Okay. What was there? Turn my smartphone into this. Boop. Tyler, did I ever release my episode of Hotel and Ho like a garden hoe ho or, uh, uh, yeah, um, and then space tell. Uh, no, Tyler, you did not release your episode of Hotel. Um, let's see here. Tyler, can you get Mark Wahlberg on? Uh, no, I cannot. But when we have the Wahlbergers episode, we'll see what will happen. 
Bill can only get Gerard Butler on. I'm sorry. Uh, but hey, it's better than Gerard Way. Um, do, do, do. Evan wants a Wahlburgers review, but not this episode. Sorry. All right. The last questions. Are these the last questions? I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to just read them out from Matt. What are you most excited about from what you saw at the meetup? Do you like the direction Unity is going as a whole? Any major complaints? And you should put some Boston hot sauce on that basket of fries. I know, right? I want some kind of hot sauce to go with my Cajun fries, but I, I they didn't provide any kind of sauce there. And I didn't think to ask for it because I was very tired. Let's see here. So, yeah, so Matt, those questions... They are serious questions, and I'm going to throw them to future Arjuna to answer them for me. So, uh, I'll, Drunk Juna Belchzalis will be back after this from the stuff from future Arjuna. Bye! Hey everyone, future Arjuna here. Alright, so let's start with that first question. What are you most excited about from what you saw at the meetup? Not a whole lot, to be totally honest. So... So the bug meeting for that month was about Mightier, which is this medtech application that, okay, this there's kind of a complicated explanation of this here. Um, Mightier is an app that's designed for uh, kids who are suffering from, what's it called, Oppositional Defiant Disorder, ODD, aka temper tantrums, or kids who are having like problems with emotional outbursts in school and home life. And the idea behind it is when the kid plays the game, uh, they have um, a little Bluetooth heart monitor wrapped around their elbow. And so it monitors the kid's heart rate as they're playing the game. And as the game gets harder, uh, the idea is that the kid's heart rate goes up. And what happens is these little cartoon monsters called lavalings start approaching in on the screen. So imagine you're playing Super Mario Brothers, for example, and it's been uh, kerjiggered to use the Mightier framework. As you're getting more frustrated as you progress through the world, and say you run into um, was those little turtles that throw the hammers, for example, those always frustrated me when I played it. It would monitor your heart rate as you're playing, and if you were getting significantly more agitated, it would start uh, bringing in more of the lava links to obscure more of the screen, for example, so you can't really see where you can move as easily. And what it does then is it has the opportunity for you to click this little icon in the corner and practice a breathing exercise or trace a little line on a screen or just some sort of exercise to calm you down. It's like the 2010s equivalent of your mom telling you to hit a pillow if you're angry about something as a kid. And so it creates this like low-risk environment in which kids can practice calming techniques if instead of acting out. And so, like, disclaimer here, I haven't had any more formal psychology training than taking Psych 100, so this is just like my layperson's opinion, man. I think it's great that Mightier exists, I'm glad that it's a thing. I do kind of wonder about a few things that Trevor Stricker, who was the speaker at the Bug Talk, said about it. Um, if I remember what he said correctly, he said something like, when kids go through this treatment program, after a lot of training with this mightier thing to handle their emotions better, if, say, their sibling calls them a name or something happens to kind of set them off, or what they do often is do something to kind of check themselves out of the situation. Like, I think about petting my cat, or I look out the window. Now, speaking here from an adult's perspective, yeah, there have been plenty of situations where something has gone on my nerves and I just sort of check myself out of the situation or let it slide and go on, and that is absolutely the correct reaction. But I hope this isn't... Replacing temper tantrums with acting like a pushover is maybe a stronger word than I want to use, but I hope whatever treatment program that goes with Mightier, and the way it was described was it's not just like giving kids an iPad with an app and a heart rate monitor and just 
letting them teach themselves. There's like an integrated therapeutic program associated with it. Cool. But going back to my layperson's opinion here, I hope that something in that program is about teaching kids to stand up for themselves where it's appropriate. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So other than that, um, there was some interesting technical stuff about how they structure the Mightier app. I mean, like, the way Mightier is built, technically, is it's like a, a mini Steam store um, where they have multiple little indie games packaged together into one giant app that you use on an iPad. And there's that runs up against all sorts of technical limits. Not really limits, but, like, maximums that you have to work around that are in the Unity engine. And it was interesting to see how they worked around that. Um, do I like the direction Unity is going in as a whole? And any major complaints? Yes, I do like the direction it's going as a whole. I wouldn't so much say that I have major complaints, but I'm going to, you know, list my concerns about it. So, on the one hand, when I started getting into Unity development in, like, 2016... There was still this major stigma against the Unity engine because of the so-called asset flips. You know, the seemingly low-effort, low-production quality games that were, like, getting showcased on different game reviewers where it's like somebody bought a whole bunch of assets or, like, basically pre-made games that you were supposed to do your own spin on, but they didn't, and then they just threw them up on Steam. Uh, if you type Jim Sterling Digital Homicide into YouTube, that's the most infamous example of an asset flip, I think. And so, I do think that a lot of the technical advances that the Unity engine has made and is going to continue to make going into the new versions like 2019.3 and the 2020 release, even if Unity continues to not make its own game to show off its features, like Epic Games does with Unreal Engine, uh... I do think that stigma first has already taken some something of a hit from what it was a few years ago, but I do think that stigma is going to go away. I am not a fan of the different pricing tiers and how like you have to pay X amount per month uh, in order to have a certain number of seats or to unlock certain features or to even get rid of the made with Unity graphic uh, when you start up a Unity game. Um, I really do wish they would go the Epic Games route where it's the engine is open source and you can even contribute changes to it. And if you use it like the first, you know, X hundred thousand dollars of revenue or exempt from a revenue share or and above that, it's some other percent or something like that. I don't have the window up. I can't get the details of it right now. And I, but, you know, open source the engine, please, because that's always good. And get rid of the pricing tiers. It, it's just dumb. Do I have any other complaints? I remember reading about uh, Unity getting a major investment from a couple different Chinese investors, and if you're following the news, there's like all sorts of stories right now about different companies facing or imposing self-censorship because they've gotten some investment from Tencent or some other Chinese company uh, over the Hong Kong protests, so that's always disconcerting. Any other major complaints? Not now, really. I mean, yeah, it's it's come a good way since 2016, and I'm net-net uh, optimistic about future versions. I just hope they do not mess it up. And this is the games industry, and a lot of things can get messed up on a minute's notice. Okay, back to Drunk Juna. Ha ha ha, wasn't that cool? Uh, welcome back. Uh... So, Evan asks, what is the most recent game you have played? Um, like, most recently made? The, the, beer is, the beer has certainly settled in. Uh, the most recent game that I've played, it would probably be Edge of Eternity. Uh, which is an early access JRPG that's pretty cool. Uh, it's, you know, it's very pretty. And it looks like a recent Final Fantasy. It's got a cool turn-based combat system that has some interesting twists in it and uh my day your day week month year review episode should be up uh, soon <laughs> next question from evan did you meet anyone new at the meetup yeah i had a couple of people um i'm gonna let future arjuna answer that question so he can go into all the different details yes i met trevor stricker who is the speaker for mightier 
I don't know what Drunk Juna means by multiple people that I met at the meetup. There was one guy who, like, we talked about different games for a minute, and uh, when I later went up to Trevor and live demoed uh, No Bullets in Hell, because I figured it, it would be a good fit for Mightier, um, he was watching it over my shoulder and stuff, so I, I did attract a little bit of a crowd for the game, um, but... Yeah, I, Trevor Stricker and that other guy whose name I don't even remember. Uh, those were the only new people I met at the meetup, so... Yeah. Exactly how many pairs of shoes do you own? I own three. I own some, like, rather worn-out black speakers. I own, like, a pair of... I don't know if they're loafers or whatever, but they've got a nice leather covering. That's for if I'm going someplace fancy and I need to wear slightly fancier-looking shoes... Um, and I own, like, a pair of, like, leather sort of rubbery boots for any kind of organic farming work that I do. Um, I need to get those replaced. They're starting to wear out. And then Bill posted, yes, the Legend of Zelda Total Conversion Mod for Doom. And this one was trying to recreate the first Legend of Zelda game released for the NES. But, yeah, so this is a different project than what I was referring to before because I'm sure that the mod that I'm thinking of was based on Ocarina of Time. So Troy, I will do my best to find it for you. Um oh yeah, and Evan asked one more question. Exactly how many keyboards do you own? Okay, let's see. I've got the keyboard on my laptop, the keyboard on my desktop. Um I've got like two or three old keyboards lying around from, like, past computers. I, I'm gonna say about five. Um, no, 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 no. If a keyboard on a laptop counts, then I've got, like, eight or nine. Yeah. That's how many I have. Um. Do, 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 do. Arjun is Drunak. Awesome. I got through all the questions. So how long was I recording? I've been recording for 44 minutes straight, listeners. It feels a little bit shorter than that because I am drunk. Okay. I should try to play No Bullets in Hell. I wonder if I'd get like a 200 or something. Oh, and they got the power-ups in and working. And they have the final sprites in. Thanks, Josh. Um, all right, so I think I'm going to go to bed now, and maybe you'll hear from me tomorrow morning, especially since I have to get up early because my bus leaves so early. Good night! Hey folks, it's future editor Arjuna, and it's 2.21 in the morning on October 10th. More than a month since Drunk Juna Belchzalis uh, signed off. Um, it's been so long because I've been crazy busy uh, since the end of August. Let's see, what did I do? I went to Techation Land in Lewiston, Auburn, which was a two-day conference about trying to encourage startups in like, the tech industry in the Lewiston-Auburn area. Lewiston-Auburn, for those of you who don't know Maine, are these two cities that are, like, very close together in central Maine. They're both former mill towns. Um, and that was interesting. Um, not as big a turnout as I think everybody expected, but the fact is I did still make uh, some important connections for Maine video game developers' purposes. Uh, yeah, I've been running the Maine video game devs meetup um, we had the meeting at the end of August that you heard at the beginning of this podcast. We had another meeting with the Sanford Area Blender Users Group, uh, to talk, like, 3D models and stuff, and that was really cool. Um, as of this recording, uh, we were gonna have a meeting in Auburn, but that has since been rescheduled, so at the end of this month, we are having a Q&A meeting with Chuck Carter, who worked on a game you might have heard of called Mist back in the day. And uh, we've also got some group project stuff going on that's really cool. Um, coming back to Techation Land, I think uh, the most meme-worthy thing that came out of that um, for purposes of this podcast was the 
so this so this conference was held at the local Hilton, and it's a fancy enough hotel that they play music in the bathrooms. So, and it, it's weirdly all like '80s pop hits or something. So I just made a note uh, every time I needed to head out to use the men's room. <laughs> uh, of what song was playing on the speakers, and I compiled a Spotify playlist that I will absolutely link uh, in the description to this thing, so you can listen to the sounds of Tecation Land urinals, um, which includes Girls Just Wanna Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. I, anyway, there's like a whole bunch of discussions with main video game devs, like that has just totally blown up on me as far as the amount of time I have to spend with like scheduling meetings and sort of getting back office stuff together and like just at least in a state where if I get hit by a drunk driver or something the organization can continue um I've been in enough organizations where like you know one person who's doing a lot of the work or well too much of the work just disappears for whatever reason, and then, like, there's no sort of shared expertise within the organization to come in and pick up where that person left off, and I do not want that to happen with this group. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is now public, and I can share. Uh, I got a job doing programming work, uh, with the Peace Island dev team and Eric Blumrich. As those of you who are patrons for the project know, and the link to our Patreon is in the description. I did a little bit of work on creating aimed jumps for the cat. And yeah, I've been doing uh, programming stuff, sort of like adding controls and things like that for the game. I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to like possibly bump up against stuff that maybe Eric doesn't want to get out yet soon. But yeah, it's been fun working with Eric so far and working with the other guys on the team and gals and finally making good money making video games. It's been, what, two years now, two plus years that I've been doing this really more or less for free. I mean, Toby Doe was extremely generous to like pay me a nominal amount of money when I made the um, glow-in-the-dark vomit for Press E to forget, but everything else I've done has been freeware. Well, I am getting paid for my super secret VR project, but I, I won't say anything more about that because it's super secret. So, um, it's great to finally have some financial support for this ridiculous stuff I've been doing. Um, and that people are seeing enough value in the stuff that I put out that they're willing to pay me to make it. So yeah, I've, I've just been really busy with main video game dev stuff and... Peace Island stuff and the other side projects that I have, and so I really have not been able to get around to podcasting, but I am going to make time for it, especially since Podcasters Assemble is back! Yeah, Troy, you got your hype podcast for Star Wars Episode Nine, and I watched Star Wars Episode One. Uh, not last night, it's two in the morning, so the night before last. Um, and I have my notes written up, but I, I, I'm not going to be able to record it before bed, but yeah, um, it's cool. And Robo Gonzalez will be coming back for season two. He's going to contribute his favorite droid moments. So yeah, uh, follow at casters assemble on Twitter and check it out. And if you want to contribute audio with your thoughts on the star Wars movies, definitely come check it out. There's a form that's uh, linked from our Twitter that you can fill out with instructions. Yeah, I think this podcast episode is approaching an hour, and so let me know if any of the stuff I talked about in this last segment is something you want me to say some more about, because um, I am obviously very tired and don't know if I'm glossing over anything that you guys want to hear more about. So, until next time, watch for toilets. Oh, by the way, while I'm remembering this, I just want to say, fuck the straight pride brain. It's bullshit and neo-Nazi bullshit if you dig into it enough, too. Fuck those guys. They're making straight guys everywhere look bad. So fuck them!
Podcasters Assemble! Podcasters Assemble Season 2 is a hype-slash-rewatch podcast that's reviewing every movie in the Star Wars Skywalker saga and a countdown to the release of Episode 9. As with Season 1, where we covered all of the films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we want to hear from you about your favorite things in the Star Wars films. You can submit audio for just one of the movies in the Skywalker saga, or you can send in an audio file for every single one. Talk about what you love about the film, your favorite like light side moment versus dark side moment, or your favorite music cue, your favorite quote, or your favorite ship or vehicle in the movie. If you go to probablywork.com and look for Podcasters Assemble, you'll find these instructions as well as a link on where to go to submit your audio. In order to make sure we have time to edit everything, we're looking for you to submit your audio a couple days before. So the deadline for the first episode is going to be October 20th. And then it's weekly after that. So for episode two, it's October 27th and so on from there. Again, you can find the schedule and all of this information at probablywork.com. Whether you're a podcaster, a YouTuber, a streamer, or just a fan of Star Wars, we want to hear from you. So head to probablywork.com or look up at Casters Assemble on Twitter and share your thoughts about Star Wars. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. <laughs>